If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to episode 291 of Unlock, the world's number one Xbox show. Uh, coming up on this week's episode, the not a lot of stories, but they're all big ones. So we've got some Halo 6 news, uh, 343 owning up to some of Halo 5's flaws. We're going to talk all about the uh, statement that they gave about that. Call of Duty World War II is announced, proving the leaks and rumors to be quite correct. And uh, we had one of our unlocked crew members there to tell us all about it. Forza Horizon 3 somehow found a way to just get better. I wasn't sure how that's possible, but they have found a way. You're going to want to hear about this and a whole bunch more. Uh, I'm back from vacation. It's nice to be away. and not Thank you for coming it. back. Welcome back, Ryan. Thanks. It was good to not think about Work. work at all or video really video games at all either i just kind of avoided everything and hid my phone in the hotel room for most of the time uh, it's good to unplug from time to time you went to hawaii right i did i was very fortunate to get to go to hawaii and uh yeah it was it was very uh I, of course it meant i couldn't review full throttle remastered the one of my all-time favorite games but uh, at least i've got it i can now that i'm home i'm gonna start playing that uh and then uh, new new Walking Dead episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. Telltale awesome. came out while I was gone. So anyway, there's it's, it's always nice. The new Mystery Science Theater came out while I was gone. I watched you some. Of leave that. more often. We got all sorts apparently of things. it's just like yeah, just treats good start raining happen. from the sky when yeah. I'm when I'm not around. But all right, so we'll start with what I think is the biggest news story of the week. No, not Call of Duty for unlocked fans, listeners, and watchers of this show. It's Halo Six, uh, not straight up confirmed or announced but we all know it's coming but what 343 did acknowledge they finally acknowledged yeah they did the uh at least the fact that hey the story wasn't so great or perfect in halo 5 or at least an aspect of it turns out people like master chief turns out people like master chief (laughs) yes uh so we've we've swapped in through the power of magic and editing Sean Finnegan, Halo super fan, Hello, everyone. super player. Thanks along for with, having I mean, me. We're all we're all major. Uh, Except Monty, Halo he fans hates Halo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he was. That's why he disappeared. <laughs> he actually was fired. He, he's no hating Halo so much. Yeah, working here uh, as of this. But uh, Frank O'Connor, the franchise development director, he spoke to Games TM magazine over in Europe, and uh, and this is a really interesting. I'm just going to read you the whole quote, and then we'll or maybe we'll stop and talk about it as we go. But uh, it was interesting to hear him 
him open up about this a little bit. He said, We took some digs for storytelling in Halo 5, but they were absolutely merited. We very much realized that people wanted Master Chief story of Halo 5. Did we just get sub-quoted there? Like, is he talking about us? He's talking about everybody. It's not just (laughs) us. It's the IGN. We definitely marketed in a way that we hoped was going to bring surprise. Okay, Frank, I'm going to call some BS on that one. (laughs) No, you didn't. (laughs) Surprise. Surprise. It's nothing like the way we marketed it. Marketing was awesome, (laughs) and the game, the story wasn't. But uh, but for some fans, and certainly fans of Master Chief, it was a huge disappointment because they wanted more Chief. Remember Master Chief, if you recall, Blue team. 20%. I think that's also just kind of playing it safe. There were plenty of other seemingly pacing problems in that game, aside from just the fact that Chief wasn't oh, in it. I, totally. Of course, but we're, we're just going with, with what, what uh, 343 is owning up to mm-hmm. here so far. True, true. So Frank continuing saying, uh, they, meaning fa- fans, loved Blue Team. They yeah. liked Osiris, but they wanted Chief. The emphasis is mine there, by the way. But they wanted Chief. And that has been a big learning. Chief, we tend to think of as kind of a vessel for your adventure rather than necessarily this major character in the universe. He's really just your entry into the universe. But people have become attached to him over the last 15 years, and they've started to sort of fill in the gaps that the character deliberately has for gameplay reasons with a genuine emotional attachment. We certainly underestimated that with Halo 5, which that's interesting to me, guys, because... uh, Halo 4 was such was of all the mainline Halo games. Halo 4 was the most personal Master Chief story. Yeah, him and Cortana. They That's made, the three, whole four, thing. three made. Yeah. yeah, and I and I, I mean, I loved it. I stand mm-hmm. by my review. And you know, the 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 reasons people tend not to like Halo 4 was more for multiplayer, I think, than yeah, yeah. than anything else. But. Yeah, it's just, it's odd. That's sort of an odd statement considering. It, yeah, he's saying we're filling in the gaps, and yet Halo 4's narrative was all about that relationship. Exactly, so it's exactly. like, no, you guys totally well, did that in 4. But before that, I think he's right anyway. Like, for 1, 2, and 3, I've become super attached to Chief as a character, but, mm. you know, if they were like, well, he isn't really much of a character in 1 and 2, I wouldn't argue with it, but yeah. I liked him so much because of what I turned him into. But mm. then of course they have like they have the books, they have the comics. There's a yeah. ton of expanded lore where I feel like I know who John is, like to some extent. I started to like Chief after I read the first book. Yeah. I mean he nailed it with the vessel comment. Like Master Chief is me when I play those games. He is this conduit for you to experience the story and how you play him is the character. So like people grow very attached to that because it's them in the games. And I think when you move away from that there's an opportunity to do something cool. Like I would never blatantly as a creative person write off the ability to integrate a different character, <laughs> a different character like uh, Locke. It's just the way that he was implemented and the story that surrounded him. Like we mentioned that the marketing kind of hinted at this great conspiracy that, you know, this face off. Yeah. That like, Oh one, yeah. This bad scene. Yeah. And like Oni, if you're familiar with the lore is like the UNSC's like mm-hmm. internal intelligence operative. So they're like, they're kind of the FBI. Or the CIA, or CIA. Yeah, like yeah. they're yeah, and they're kind of these shady sort of behind the scenes characters who can like who have great intelligence, great power, and wield great influence. And here's one of their best and brightest going after a legend chief. That sounds awesome, and then that turns out not really to be what happens in the game. He's bad. Uh, I guess he's it's not. It's not. It's <laughs> kind of just. It's kind of just the implementation of that because we all saw the opportunity for it to be awesome, like we pointed out in the trailers, yeah. and also the whole hunt the truth pot hunt the truth podcast. That was so that good. All of that was so awesome, and then it just didn't. 
the setup was great. It just mm-hmm. didn't get paid off. And, you know, Locke was written poorly. Uh, There's also a bunch of weird stuff that happened with Locke. Like, he's the main character in mm-hmm. Nightfall, which I'm going to be honest, guys. Oh, sorry. It was terrible. Not good. It's awful. And then Mike Coulter bailed on that and then ended up not even voicing the main character so that he could be Luke Cage. Totally yeah. fine with that. I mean, mm-hmm. you're going to be a Marvel superhero? Okay, go for it. <laughs> uh, but, like, there was just a little bit of weirdness leading up to it, and it kind of showed in the game. And well, that's I think that's bummer. probably because there were changes. Like, I think probably what was marketed might have been what they initially wanted, and then it just didn't turn out that way. Yeah, I, I would love to... If, there were, if there's yeah. ever a, a book that'll get written about mm. Halo 5's development... Because I feel like there's... Yeah, I agree. I feel like there's got to be something else there. Yeah. Totally. It went on. Because, like, I compare it... I. I get the same from the marketing materials and this, again, the opportunity to do what they didn't end up doing in Halo 5. It's a lot like what they, what not they, but what other people did in Mass Effect, where like you come in as the new guy on the block, the first human specter, and you're tasked with hunting down Saren, the rogue greatest specter that the the galaxy's ever known. Parallel. Yeah, and like that is what they could have done with Locke. You're like, Mm Locke is coming in, you're tasked with hunting down a legend, but you are also kind of this hotshot guy within Oni, but you have to go after it's the like, chief. kind of like the new Star Wars game where you play as the, the villain, basically. Yeah, like imagine if you were... A new perspective. Yeah, imagine if you were tasked with taking on this new perspective, and the you as hero. the player, as a fan, like you know the, the history of what Chief has done, so in your head he's a hero, but you're forced to kind of unravel the mystery and fight your own preconceptions about what has happened as Locke, mm-hmm. that all leads up to this grand finale. That's what they made it sound like That's it was going to be. That's what they made it sound like it was going to be, and then it wasn't. Well, or that, if they have you play from both perspectives, they obviously did that with Halo 2, and I like, I love the Arbiter. Totally. Like, there were problems with that game in terms of narrative, but I love that story. So, I, I totally get what Frank's saying, like, yeah. the, and I get what the fans are saying, which is like, we want more chief i want more chief too but i wouldn't i would also say that like it's not just because it's not just the lock thing like there was an opportunity to do something cool with lock it just didn't get executed right mm-hmm. there's great members on team osiris though nathan yeah. fillion's awesome totally. buck who <laughs> buck, was always a spartan yeah. in our hearts let's mm-hmm. be real well and, and blue team if you had read the books uh, oh yeah it's so great it, to see them all. if you yeah, read the books yeah, yeah. or at least the first couple of books which mm-hmm. is where blue team really is uh, most heavily featured which I had, it was like, cool, I'm going to hear more about Kelly, Linda, and Fred. And then the game disappoints you when you get nothing from them. And then if you haven't read the books you still get halo 5 you're still disappointed because you're like wait who are these people who are these people you've been telling me for four games that chief's the last guy the last spartan 2 what (laughs) so it was just yeah the 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 way it was handled was just so so odd and that's kind of another thing it's just like if you were a fan of the series or the books and the lore going up to Halo 5, like you kind of had this high expectation for like, oh man, we're going to meet the team, like the Legends team. Yes. Yeah. Who are these people going to be? Yeah, How like the awesome are they going to be? Yeah. <laughs> and then none of that really. They're just generic Spartans, kind of. Yeah. It Much. sucks. It's just a missed opportunity. So, all right. More, more from Frank here. He continued. The effect that the character has, meaning with Master Chief, on his surroundings and the, quote, fate of the galaxy has had a resonant effect on fans over the years. It wasn't that surprising to me, but the volume of Give Us More Chief at the end of Halo 5 was significant. And so I think, if anything, he's slightly more important now than he's ever been, certainly to our franchise. Instead of focusing on bringing new characters into the world and expanding the playable characters, we've sort of shifted the focus a little bit to making the world a little bit more realistic and compelling, and I would say more fun for players who get to inhabit the Chief in the future pretty much as they demanded. Yeah, we did. 
Yeah, we did. <laughs> There's always a call and response element to shipping a game. You have to ship improvements, you have to ship tweaks, and you have to ship changes. And sometimes you have to walk some of those back. I don't want them to be afraid to introduce new characters, though. Yeah. No, I'd like I, some. And, I, and I don't think that's necessarily what he's saying, but I think he's saying, okay, uh, you'll be playing as Master Chief for the if not bulk of the entire duration of Halo 6's campaign. Except Locke. I find most of the characters in Osiris interesting. I just really don't like Locke. (laughs) As I make He finishes by saying, doubling down on Master Chief's story and the amount of focus on him was probably the easiest learning from Halo 5. That was a really simple thing to absorb and embrace. So... uh, Destin, I know you, you've, you, you've had a vision for how Halo 6 will open. Okay, so oh my. Locke gets assassinated, and that is the driving force for Team Osiris to join Blue Team. They're the new kids, and Chief takes them under their wings, so to so speak. So now we have a team of like seven Spartans? Uh, yep, but we only play as the Blue Team. Osiris is just kind of there, this is doing why, whatever. This is why you're like, a destiny. But I would like to have uh, more Osiris, like, for sure. Like, that's a really fascinating, like, squad, basically. Mm. And Dude, yeah. Like, again, we talk about Buck. Buck is awesome. I'm forgetting the other people's names, but, like, the, the, uh, what is that? Laura Bailey, leads Laura Bailey relationship with her father is touched on in there. I found that really interesting. Vicky was one of them, right? Vale, Vale. That's what that's it's called. It. Like I called Vicky, like Batman. Like Batman's it's Vicky that's, Vale. That's why Vicky Vale. I'm Vicky vale. Yeah, it's Vale, Spartan Vale. Though, and then I forget the other. I for, I forget their names. But Tanaka, right? Tanaka. There, ah, that's the yeah. other one. Yeah. I mean, Buck is really the one in my heart. There. There's some cool lore with those other characters. To be fair, it could be again. There's a great knew. opportunity to do really awesome things with new characters. And like I said, I totally get where fans are at. I'm one of those fans who's like, I am the chief. I want more chief. But that doesn't mean I only want Chief. Yeah. There's an opportunity to do great things with more characters and expand the lore. Look at what Mass Effect did for Mass Effect 1 to 2, right? Mass Effect 2, in many people's hearts, is the best one of the series because those side characters, like Thane and stuff, yeah. are so awesome. And their stories, while they make a small part of the main mission in Mass Effect 2, like the main sort of story, are like the most interesting parts of that game. And there's an opportunity to do that with Halo 6. Mm-hmm. But as long as that core story focus on, focuses on... You know, the relationship between Master Chief and Cortana now that she's gone rogue, which we all talked about at length. I thought that was a He's dumb decision story-wise. <laughs> Just like after how personal Halo 4 was, they're like you really experience – Chief doesn't change so much as a character. He doesn't have an arc. You experience the gravity of the situation and the personalness, the intimacy of their relationship through Cortana. Like she's really this mirror – for you to experience that story and to identify with the situation. And then she goes totally insane in Mm -hmm. Halo 5 and wants to wipe out the whole race of people that she swore to protect. The reason she chose Chief was so that she could protect humanity and do her job. And now she's gone crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Rampancy, right? But that's not... I I think that there's some inconsistency there, but I also find that arc interesting. Like yeah. So no, I really the like whole it. Dealing with her own mortality thing is awesome. Again, it's just an implementation thing. Like how it was done sure. wasn't great. I like it because from Chief's perspective, he's going to have to come to grips with the fact that Cortana's gone. It's similar to the story tones that uh, the main character is dealing with in a weird correlation. You guys, but follow me. In Firewatch, the man has to deal with the fact that his wife is gone, and he's he meets new people and interacts with them in the way that he chooses. I think Chief is going to have to come to grips with the fact that. The Cortana you knew, she's not there anymore. She died in four. She's gone. And she's all he's had for years, if yeah. not decades. I can imagine it being... Well, I guess not decades, because 
it's what seven years been till partner since one. but like yes yeah, so <laughs> over the course of I guess better the part of, of a decade. Like, yeah. yes yeah. thank you and i can imagine it being like um losing the ability to like have your own voice inside of your head mm-hmm. like losing cortana like especially after having her for that long would mm-hmm. be really hard but i also don't think that they will actually delve into chief's emotions regarding that that much because that wouldn't be they kind of did in five though I don't think they'll do How it. What affected him? You know, I mean, he's like, no, we have to save Cortana. We have to, and he's almost holding that. onto those strings. It's in a way you got to let him go. A lot of fans think that he loves her, or that she loves him, and I don't know if I'd go that far because he's such a reserved and yeah, sort it's of stoic a, well, it's character. It's a platonic. Yeah, it's like a. It's like a. I mean. There are definitely I would not be able to fight anyone who read that last scene in Halo 4 as anything but love between mm-hmm. them. But at the same time, he's so stoic and heroic and like committed to the betterment of humanity and saving all people that it might be something born out of duty and sense of friendship that he has to go after her and save her it's from what he knows is insanity. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally it is. She's been like his best friend. But so like that's kind of what I wish they delved into is like yeah. Halo 5 doesn't get at the heart of that. It's more like she's insane. She wants to kill everyone. I have to stop her and try and bring her back. And aside from him being like this is crazy. He doesn't say those words. But he's like, this, <laughs> this is crazy, crazy. man. You have to stop this. Whoa. I wish you did the really get into it. This is crazy. Oh, oh man. This is crazy, bro. I'm really bad. I've said this many times. Oh, dude. Okay. It's going so on with Cortana. Oh, man. For impressions. But like if Halo 6 can get at that, then we might have a redeemed Halo Master Chief story. That's what um, I'm hoping yeah. for. Cortana. I, I still we gotta go. This is crazy, Cortana. <laughs> Bro, we gotta hit the surf, man. It's like the, the galaxy is. There's some fresh narnar out there. We need to just hit that. It's just now or never. The Covenant, man. John one one seven. What up? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> More like John four twenty. Am I right? Um, okay. Um, I still don't know. Okay, so yeah, we know that they're gonna go. They're gonna focus more on Chief and Six. I still don't know how you clean up the narrative mess that is Halo Five and where. I say it jokingly, I because where are we think at? Kill off Locke. She's well, yeah. So I mean, it's 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 time. If you don't, if you haven't finished Halo Five, fast forward because it's been a year. Are and you half. sure the yeah, campaign? Like where we're at right now is Locke has come back with. Uh, I mean, sorry, Master Chief has come back with Locke to Oni to UNSC to like answer for his like actions cortana has gone into rambency and co-opted the forerunner yeah the guardians so now she might have transcended her own yeah yes that she might have transcended her own sort of she might have gone past the rampancy part like rampancy is supposed to at least in ai like they like eventually crumble them yeah like like it might have she might have rampant in four super saiyan now died or whatever super saiyan now yeah Yeah. she's unaffected by the limitations i I said this this for i do think with the with the ring hinted another halo ring hinted at i think we're gonna get flood i think we'll get all man because i think it's time for the flood to come back i don't play perspective i think we'll see prometheans flood covenant coming back Gravemind, man. The Gravemind, there you go. What's the little, little shop of horrors? Yeah, the little shop of horrors, man. Um, but anyway. That's all I, I see still, when I see Gravemind. Narratively, I still don't know how they paint themselves out of the corner they've painted themselves into. and Maybe they kind of just avoid it as much as they can. Oh, I would hope I, I mean, they, I they like can't explain. So, yeah. right? Thanks, Osiris. Go back to, to filing paperwork. something that you like agreed was wrong. Like that's got to be. But that's the loss. Yeah, mentality, I guess they have to. Like, it. if you don't explain stuff, like you're never. It's never going to be good. They're not afraid to <laughs> kill main characters. Too. They killed them all in Reach. So uh, Sergeant Johnson in three. Oh, what? 
I, I'm saying they're not afraid to kill characters, yeah. so we I'm could see deaths on kind Osiris. Of an exception, yeah. but I, I I would say they're not afraid. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I I they it's like they with and blue team they backed off of the reclaimer trilogy and said, oh, it's a saga now. Oh, you're getting so, at something that I think is really interesting. Uh, I I but I do I don't think that this story this this arc that we're on is going to go past halo six. I think they'll wrap up. They'll just clean this Mm -hmm. up as best they can in six. And then I think we're looking at a possible reboot scenario for seven, or maybe uh, like a just other stories told in a triple a halo way, whether it's maybe there is a real squad, like blue, like a blue team origin, like go back in time. But I, I do think this time, this story, this timeline will not go past six. That's a really interesting thing. I was about to say, do you think that there's an opportunity for them to kind of go away from this like grand scale epic lore? You got to know all this type of history between all these different warring factions that spans thousands of years and do something smaller, not necessarily with well, that's why the characters, ring, but something yeah. more stylistically akin to like ODST yeah. where it's like boots on the, I hate saying, don't said boots you on say the, it, don't you say it. it. It's sorry, working. The marketing for Call of Duty is working. I Eric Hirschberg just smiled. Yes. He's falling <laughs> into my trap. He's going to buy Call defense, of Duty WW2. Boots on the ground is a good description of what ODST is relative to other Halos. So I get it. Orbital drop shock. Men in the city. Yeah. <laughs> And in the city. Men in the city. Jazzy soundtrack. Well, yeah, I mean, the ring hint, yeah, I think they could bring in a little more centered. Like, like what if that's probably where the encounter is going to take whole, place. Yeah, what if that whole game happens on the ring like the first Halo did? There'll be stuff in space, like you'll get to the ring by like level three, probably. Well, five like and that. six were planned as a trilogy originally. Originally. So, what does that mean for writing when it comes to six? Like, I assume that they have written as five is right now. There was a six that directly follows five, and now that's going to change. There's always rewrites, though, you know, yeah. like in Hollywood, like it happens be all dramatic. the time. Right, it's going to have to be, yeah, yeah, because I mean, in theory it wouldn't have been entirely chief because the quotes we have here makes it sound like okay, everyone really wants chief. We're going to put uh, more chief in it, so they have to adjust the story for that. You, you were thinking like six might have been way more lock focused yeah. originally, yeah. and then they just well, have to scrap all that. Because yeah. remember when five yeah, when five came out and Locke was the playable character in eighty percent of the game, eighty yeah. percent yeah. of the missions, we all thought maybe they are moving to we thought they off, might kill off chief in six. And just move and move on. And now, clearly, if that was the plan, there it's, it's no yeah. longer the plan anymore. Maybe they were like, "How much do you guys like this new character?" No. <laughs> Again, War Chief, please. Could have been really cool. But I mean, I if would. He was more Commander Shepard and less. Yeah. Sean, you're a you're a huge film buff. Uh, you love movies. You love making them. You love watching them. I'm going to make a movie comparison here. Yeah. For me, Halo is getting to the point where. Uh, it is, let's see, how do I want to, maybe, maybe I should back up. I'm at the point personally where my favorite superhero movies, because there are so many, are the smaller scale personal ones. Totally. Uh, Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Uh, going back, yeah, I haven't seen Doctor Strange yet, but oh, it's pretty well, good. like Ant-Man and uh, first Iron Man. Batman Begins, Dark Knight, oh, or early Iron Man, Logan, great example. Logan's like the last film, too, and right. probably the best Wolverine. Whereas I like, I went and saw both Avengers movies, and I'll go see three and Avengers 3 and 4, but th- those have both been just 
filler to me. I, I go into the theater, they go into my eyes, and it's like, oh, that was fun. And then I never think about or want to see those movies I again. Agree. Whereas yeah. the smaller, more personal superhero movies are the ones that stick with me more, like Logan, like Ant Man. Even Winter and, Soldier, I really liked. Yeah, and I think I think Halo's reaching that point. You know, fr- Frank's kind of maybe even inadvertently hinting at it with he's saying, oh, Master Chief's become so important to people, and that's true. But I, I think the the Halo series has, be, has if you compare it to the MCU, I know that sounds crazy and dumb, but... No, but for Microsoft, it, that is what it is. Yeah, and it's getting to the point where every Halo game, the Halo games are Avengers movies, and I think that after 6, whatever 6 ends up being, and I hope it goes gets back to being a mm-hmm. great campaign, I think after 6, I would love to see Halo... The mainline Halo games, or really any Halo games, go back to being the more personal stories that they can still be triple A blockbuster things. Ant Man made a ton of money. Logan, yeah. huge. Yeah. They can still be triple A, big budget, and highly successful films, but small scale story. Yes, that's yeah. what I want from yeah. Halo. Not everything has to have eight people, eight main characters yeah, that I've, all have to be balanced. I've said it many, many times, and it's my perspective and my opinion only because I am a, like you said, I'm a film guy. Like, I put story above everything else uh, in games and in movies. Minus some games that are specifically about gameplay, like there's no like Overwatch, count- yeah, or like Counter Strike. There's no story yeah, in Counter Strike. Stop the terrorists, or if you're the terrorists, like destroy. It's yeah, it's very compelling. Them all. Yeah, <laughs> but like uh, it's a gameplay thing, right? But in Halo, like they've there's this legacy of it being a great story and of it being like this awesome universe and these epic conflicts that are grounded in a sense of personal stakes, right? Like the first Halo game, even the first two and three, the first trilogy, let's call it, is very much a story of humanity is on the brink of destruction. You personally hey master chief are the only person who can stop it mm-hmm. like that's very personal if the scale is huge but it's a story about a single person really in cortana and the whole and the cast of characters who have to deal with the conflict if it gets back to that it can be this big triple a avengers franchise but it needs the core emotional the, the emotional core to draw people into that universe it, to want to stay in there long enough to for it to really pay off i think yeah. absolutely yeah. uh and then fi- i guess the final point i would make on halo is because uh, a few people were tweeting th- 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 me about this i do think i think we might have mentioned it on a recent show uh, but i can't remember anything before vacation <laughs> yeah flush my brain Good. but yeah. i do think we'll get a teaser for six a cinematic cg teaser at e3 uh, at e3 this yeah. year oh, man, I, think, I, I, think, I think we'll get some kind of hint at it this is such a big the halo e3 five one was so good <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about the really, poncho? Let's not let's not go. Really like why does Chief? Let's not go back to this again. He's wearing his armor. <laughs> but yeah, I do think uh, this is such a big a disguise. For Microsoft. Effect. You know, ev- the world will be watching for Scorpio, and this is this is Microsoft's biggest E3 and most important E3 probably ever. I mean, I think that's mm-hmm. fair to say that. You know, the, the Xbox One's been doing great, and every, people are excited about Scorpio. There's so a good. lot riding on this E3, so I can't see an E3 of this magnitude and importance going by without a a major Halo 6 teaser of some kind. So uh, now I want to move to the other one of the other biggest first person shooter franchises in the world, and that is Call of Duty. The leaks, the rumors were true. Call of Duty World War Two was announced uh, this week. And our own Marty. Oh my God, Sean, you just morphed into Marty. Don't worry, I'm not going to say boots on the ground. How did you do that? You already did. That doesn't count. How did you? Take do us that? back to the roots. Marty. Boots on the ground. Marty's back. Yeah. 
Hi, guys. Uh, you got to go down to Sledgehammer because fortunately they're local. They're they're a yeah. twenty minute car ride from it's here. Eighty dollar cab ride. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody went during rush hour. <laughs> that that was. Don't worry, that's the company's money. That's not my. Pl- that's not <laughs> yeah, my. Money. That's, that's fine. Thanks, Uncle Ziff. Yeah. Uh, so, World, Call of Duty World War II is announced. Mm-hmm. Marty, you went and saw the game. We are back in World War II. Uh, I've seen the. We've all seen the trailer by now, but Marty, you actually got to see some chunks of missions. Yeah, yeah, two. Of them. I really, really want to hear about this because the the initial vibe. We're coming in here and recording unlocked about an hour or so, two hours after the reveal, and and so the the all the hot takes are out there uh, right now and. Everybody seems pretty positive on it, myself yeah. included. Mm-hmm. My first impression uh, from just watching the trailer, and so that's why I'm eager to hear from you, Marty, is it really reminded me of the first two games. And I, yeah. and I mean that in a good way, yeah. not in a like, oh, they're just doing the same thing again, but in a, oh, that's what, like, that's just a... Just a that's what they not, wanted not, to Not do. nostalgia, but just a... But it's been so, so long since like, then. Just like, a good, I don't know, just gave me a good feeling. Yeah. Like, this, this feels like... The, uh, this is a what good Call direction. Of Duty is. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's funny because that's yeah. I mean that's what Call of Duty was originally. Uh, we haven't had a World War II game in nine years since World at War, and obviously Modern Warfare sort of changed everything. Not for just for Call of Duty, but for shooters in general. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm personally super excited that they're, they 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 spoke at length about how they don't want to tell the story of a superhero, which is what you've been in the last couple of games. You have been able to wall run, and you've been hold on. I just got jump. shot sixteen times. Yep. I'm good. Yeah, here's my nano machines. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, but they want to tell a story of a 19 year old kid from Texas who had his first gun tossed in his chest a couple weeks ago, and get it out. Yeah, right. It's just in, it's all in there between it's the like ribs. an alien crossover. Yeah, it's like a little bit. It's like a Cronenberg. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. So they showed me some weird missions. <laughs> um, but no, but they want to tell like a really sort of personal, intimate story. They said they didn't want to do a greatest hits of World War II, so it's very much centered on this one squad uh, making their way through France through the liberation of Paris into Germany. Uh, they didn't want to tell a story of the Pacific and of Northern Africa and of Italy and of Russia. Was, uh, so was that a, a an outright confirmation or just sort of a hint that we're not going to go back to the old swapping perspectives? We're definitely not. 95% of the game you are playing as Red Daniels. Uh, okay. And the other five, what they said about it was, we never want you doing something this kid couldn't do. So I imagine if there's a level where you're flying a plane, you are jumping the perspective of a pilot. Because this kid had never had okay. pilot training, so I imagine that's going to be some sort of kid would be in the back of the plane, or right? mechanical thing, yeah. where, where that's what you'll be playing. And with. I guess that also draws a, a bit of a line in the sand too, just just differentiating from uh, Battlefield One, yeah, which totally. was a series of these little oh, the vignettes, vignettes, yeah, which I loved, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it worked. It worked great for Battlefield, yeah. but this will. This will not be that. Will, yeah, no, no. And uh, Red so, Daniels is his name. Uh, yeah, Red it's is his nickname. Texas. Red is his nickname, and it was named after uh, Glenn Schofield, the co-founder of uh, uh, the studio's Hammer, yeah. dad, who passed away during the development of the game. So they oh, wow. so they gave him that nickname as like a. That's awesome. It. Yeah, so it was cool. Um, yeah, but I really like the fact. I mean, you mentioned the sort of bullet sponge, let me heal thing. Uh, the the whole thing is there's no regeneration in this game, and so yeah, when I'm you really, get wait, sh- hold on, yeah. seriously, stop. There's no heal. There's no auto regen, which has been pretty much a standard since halo <laughs> yeah. oh i think well wait did did the first call of duty have it or was i feel like what about your shield was no, you it, picked up health packs right yeah wasn't it i think that was introduced in two man yeah. i gotta go back and check now a long time yeah in any case i mean yeah that's that has been an absolute staple yeah. of the series which as you mentioned has <laughs> has bled over into yeah. every other game yeah totally so was and, it bandages do you guys no, it's you bandages. find your medic 
You have to limp oh, over wow. to your medic, and That's your medic cool. heals you. Uh, the same thing they said with ammo is you, ammo is a scarcity, and you need to find someone else on your squad to toss you ammo when you run out. Which, again, these are all things – I heard about these things in, in sort of theory and in ideas. And in the sure. missions I saw, they were very like small snippets. And so I saw the Normandy mission where uh, you know, your you boat sort of capsizes. You're in the bloody water, and then he makes a dash for the hedgehogs, the big iron bars at the beach. Uh, and the moment I knew that like they weren't completely blowing smoke up my ass is when – Instead of like hit you hit the slide button instead of doing like a power slide into cover, the kid just dives head first into the sand and covers his head. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, that's what a 19 year old kid would do in mm. this the most harrowing it's, moment yeah. impossible. Super, superheroes yeah. slide. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, human beings cover their ass. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then uh, seeing like later levels, we saw the Hurtkin Forest, which was this really cool level where uh, you're going through this forest that's on the uh, sort of the the boundary between uh, Germany and Bulgaria, and it's just absolutely beautiful uh forest these lush greens these like surreal mist there's a you hear the creek you hear the animals and it's just like a moment of like serene calm and then the german artillery fire comes in and the hell that ensued from the just destruction of the trees the splintering of the wood the fact that these giant giant things are coming down and impaling people and and just completely smashing them you hear the scene in band of brothers right yeah but also it reminded me of sledgehammers visceral roots visceral the actual company that made dead space yes. because some of the stuff in this game felt like horror like it seems like instead of making awesome. war a cool thing they're trying to make it a horrifying thing which is what world war ii was Should be. Mm-hmm. yeah um seems cool the story seems cool um sort of there i don't think there's not gonna be a bad guy in this game you know this isn't it's you're not, not kevin spacey you're not gonna have Adolf kevin Hitler. spacey with a weird mustache yeah uh it seems like the tension is going to come from uh your sergeant and your lieutenant uh one of whom is very much we need to finish the mission by any means necessary, even if it means none of you come home. And the other one is, wait, 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 I need to bring all these kids home back to their mom. So like that sort of, and in a thing like World War II, I don't, I don't know if either of them are wrong, yeah. you know, in this sort of conflict. So um, yeah, I mean, again, a lot of these were, were explained to me and I'm cautiously optimistic about the game like that being said they also want to deal with like really topical issues of the time and even of now of anti-semitism and racism and sexism and you know you come across an african-american platoon and there's some animosity between certain members of your squad because it's 1944 um and again and they showed the cast of characters that included women and and people of color and children and, and the elderly and i'm like all of this is amazing on paper i'm still a bit skeptical because the two primary verbs of this game are point and shoot yeah, um, it's on the ground. I n- I'm never going to say that. <laughs> I, mean, I said it that one time, but I'm never going to say it again. Yeah, it. yeah. Bees on the G. What if you start saying bees on the G? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, no, and then we got those those small teas at uh, you know multiplayer. The game's coming out November third. We're going to see a lot more of multiplayer at E3. Um, and there will be a, a beta, or uh, what they're calling private a beta. private beta. Uh, which I, w- w- which is of course, so Activision and Sony have the marketing partnership. Mm-hmm. The, that's first. That beta is first on PS4, at least according to those leaked. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. that's not official, but it was on that leaked stuff. That's yeah. all been true. And I imagine otherwise. we're going to see this on stage. That's Sony. on Sony's stage. That was. I was just going to say the same thing. Uh, if you do really well in the private beta, you get promoted to lieutenant beta. That's cool. <laughs> so I, was, I had to. I, that was a really good one. Like, come on, it's really not like closed, closed beta, beta or yeah. multiplayer private beta, private beta in a World War II game. Yeah. 
That's pretty good. Come on, you guys. I'm a big fan of that. I think it's cute. Uh, yeah, and then uh, one of the cool things for multiplayer is they announced a thing called Headquarters, which reminded me a lot of the Tower in Destiny. It's a social space that... Destin just went... They, uh, yeah. they showed like a really brief snippet yeah, of it, which right, it, it included stream. a lot more players than the Tower has, right? Like This yes. thing included like 40-ish players. Yeah, so was I was up. looking. It looks like the Tower has about 16 max. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, that space looked like it had 32. Yeah. I'm just um, guesstimating yeah. based on the number I think of names. CJ, uh, CJ counted at least 40. Uh, okay. At least that's what the voice of my ears Wow. Said. I want to draw one other parallel to Call of Duty 2, which, I mean, wh- Call of Duty was a huge success. 2 took it to a new level, and then 4 again after mm-hmm. that did. But 2 took things to a new level. It was a smoke Not physics. only because it was a great game, but because... It uh, was a launch title for the Xbox 360, the first HD console, and the, all the like the smoke effects, mm-hmm. and it looked it was, an, was it was awesome a great game that was launch. also just stun- it was stunning at the yeah. time, and now here we go, history maybe repeating it, hopefully repeating itself. You've got Call of Duty going back to World War II, and uh, this should look mighty damn good on the Scorpio. Yeah, uh, stuff yeah. we saw looked fantastic. Yeah, and that's and like I saw the you know the only sort of in-gamey stuff we saw were those brief snippets in the trailer, but I saw two full missions being played, and yeah. the game looks incredible. I mean, it's one of the best-looking video games I've ever seen. And I mean, and, and of six course, months from launch. yeah, they're always showing that stuff. Almost always showing that stuff on a I'm like a NORAD PC, PC. Yeah, that yeah. could that could put a man on to 4K Mars. HDR yeah. TV. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, but you know, Scorpio is going to have plenty of power in the box, yeah. so. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Also, I also keep getting excited when more and more people are putting their flags in the sand uh, for fall, so that we know this is November 3rd. A couple weeks later, we're going to get Battlefront. Two months earlier, we're going to get Destiny and Marvel vs. Capcom. October is still the wild card month. It also, just a, a, a final note on the Scorpio side of it, it makes it really interesting uh, to think about like Scorpio's release date in the context of games. Now, I know Scorpio is... A big picture multi-year project for microsoft and this fall is just this fall uh, despite all the big games that mm-hmm. you mentioned but it if microsoft's big play is to try and win hardcore players back uh with the scorpio by virtue of having it be the best place to play third-party games which the xbox one are Arguably it's, is generally not compared to the PS4 or certainly now the PS4 Pro, uh, just, you know, whether it's just 900p versus 1080 mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, mostly little things. But if Microsoft's play with Scorpio is to win the hardcore back by saying all the third party games are going to look best, run best, be best on our platform. If they come out before exactly those right. games. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. If where where the Scorpio launch date falls kind of matter like matters in the in the short term this fall yeah. like what if scorpio does what if the release date for scorpio is november 20th no. like right like the right up to the last minute yeah. before black friday i know people are going to tweet me saying oh well remember phil had said on twitter that it was like ahead of schedule so i so we don't, all speculation don't know that means. Yeah. but but just like it it makes me think like well do they try and get scorpio out in september I mean, so this is be- crazy, but I think you're right on the money because I think it'll launch ahead of Destiny 2 because they want to bring in that player base. September I take, 8th. I would take an in and out bet on that. I don't, uh, I don't I, think there's any way. The I don't want to bet. I'm just thinking strategically. I don't want to bet five Come on. Strategically, that would be a really, really smart 
time to launch that console. It's your first one. It's your first major game that a lot of people want to play on your platform. And then you got Call of Duty right around the corner. Now, I mean, I know that, uh, of course, you can just play if if Destiny Two comes out, mm-hmm. you could just wait. And play or play it on an or play it on, on Xbox, Xbox One, one yeah. and then play it on One S. Like you know. need to buy a different copy. And, of the game. and I know that you know, but uh, that's true. So there's there's nothing, but I I do think there's that there is a psychological thing go, that'll happen there with people where where if the if the console is out ahead mm-hmm. of many of the big third party titles this fall. That could, that almost certainly would play into Microsoft's favor. Whereas, well, especially for Red Dead Two, like if that ends up coming out, and we get a release date. That's a, a game that I expect that I'm going to spend a lot of time in. It's open world, so it's very big. I'm going to want that game to look as pretty as possible. Mm-hmm. Especially when that's another game, uh, Red Dead Two, Red Dead Two, uh, Call of Duty, and Destiny Two, and Battlefront, and that's Battlefront right. all have their market, all have the marketing deal with Sony. Yeah. And, which just means that they're going to be pushed in the Sony direction. So the way, the best way for Microsoft to push back is to have Scorpio hey, available. Yeah. Is to have it out and say, oh, well, I know it says PlayStation at the end of the TV commercial, <laughs> but guess what? It, lo- it looks and runs better on our, on our box. So uh, I, do th- I do think that uh, there's, it, it really makes the release date of Scorpio mm-hmm matter even though we're only talking about one fall season in the grand scheme of scorpio's life so uh, microsoft's probably thinking bigger picture than that though like yes we're we're all looking at the september october november window but they're just like this is our console for the next five years we want to make sure that we launch it when it's ready and that it's optimized to the best of their ability ability. who who knows how manufacturing is going Mm. if there's one little hiccup with a circuit board com- a motherboard yep. component that could delay you want things. the red ring thing again right. that could delay yeah. things by a couple weeks but mm-hmm. i'm i'm with the way this fall is shaping up i'm extra curious where scorpio's release is date there is gonna any work. world where they would launch in late august i can't i don't see it i don't see it so like what's their window what do you think is their optimal window <sighs> november october. second week of november no I, early to mid-october yeah i think mm-hmm. you're right mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I mean, because it's also a certain thing where, like, if you launch too late, people have already spent $60 several times over on these giant games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're like, well, I already spent $200, $300 on games this That's fall. I don't point. have another four or $500. That's for a great thing. point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be real interesting yeah. to learn more. Yeah. At I mean, we'll, we'll get the date at E3. Mm-hmm. We know that. So maybe that can help people plan their, those, those purchases and that, that their budgeting. If but, you're going to do a Saturn, it's out now. <laughs> no that went so well for sega great when it's yeah that's why everyone's done it with every concept <laughs> and it's releasing july 31st yeah. i don't even think there's 31 days in july that's a myth <laughs> uh okay so next up this is this might be my favorite story this week just because it's out of nowhere and it's it taps into my love of this game and also it right into my childhood with uh, I love I've, I had a massive I had like a a big hope chest full of Matchbox and uh, Hot Wheels toy cars when I was a kid. So Forza Horizon Three is getting a Hot Wheels expansion. Uh, Alana, were you were you Hot Wheels? I actually, kid? yeah, I have tons of Matchbox cars yeah. and Hot Wheels cars, and I still have them. Yeah, how how cool is this? Yeah, this uh, sounds awesome. It, so this is from uh, the IGN article describing this. 
Forza Horizon 3 Hot Wheels takes players to six new themed islands located off the coast of Australia, meaning it's just like, hey, we can do whatever we want with these mm. and not break the rest of the game. All connected by a network of Hot Wheels oh, tracks. No positioned hundreds of feet in the air featuring classic Hot Wheels configurations like loops, corkscrews, and more. And they're orange, by the way, just like they (laughs) they were as the toys. That's awesome. Uh, This is stunt driving at its most extreme where you can master tracks by performing brand new Hot Wheels skills that make use of boost pads, high bank turns, half pipes, insane jumps, and even giant mechanical dinosaurs. If you're looking to... If you're looking to get creative, check out the new stunt swap feature to modify stunt track sections and dare your friends to try them. How does this game keep getting more awesome? It's, it's like putting trials in full. Yeah, or this seems like so something cool. that should be in GTA Online. Not they, they did it in yeah. GTA yeah. Online. Yeah. It just came out yeah. for GTA Online. But Wait, really? Yeah, like not a Hot Wheels. Literal hot, one, okay, but like yeah, but the same thing. Yeah. Stunts, yes. same same type yeah. thing. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. Uh, explore the world of Forza Horizon 3 Hot Wheels in an all-new campaign, completing events on your way towards the ultimate stunt driving test, an epic grand finale taking place on the massive new Hot Wheels Goliath circuit. Hook up with your buddies and compete in online multiplayer, blah, blah, blah. Uh, 28 new achievements worth 500 gamer score. 10 new cars, including several Hot Wheels world-famous vehicles. So the actual, they're going to render out the, the toys into life-size mm-hmm. uh, in the game. And uh, as well as a brand new barn find just waiting to be discovered and restored. That's so awesome. This reminds me of Rush on Nintendo 64. Do you remember you could have those big maps where you could just do a bunch of tricks and everything? Uh, I love I love stuff like that. When you take an arcade racer or a, a realistic racer like Forza sort of is. Well, this one is sort of the even mix, more. right? Oh, even more so. Oh, well, no, the Hot Wheels things just straight arcade silly fun straight arcade anyway i my point is i i love stuff like this where they're not afraid to have a little bit of fun with their franchise yeah it's super cool well, you've been to australia have you ever been to any of these six themed islands um yeah so all of the australia's uh islands around australia are actually connected by orange hot wheels tracks <laughs> yeah so this is really also is that what the coral reef is yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah 37 people die a day in the corkscrew but you know what hey it's just it's that's yeah. just darwinism is it is well, are they off the coach yeah, of bondi beach yeah, you said it right. Did I? I meant to say, say it Bondi, wrong. And then I got really mad. Yeah, no, it's Bondi Beach. Um, <laughs> this th- is awesome. Also, 500 games score. That's pretty great. And if you have the, the the season pass, the expansion pass thing, this is just part of it. Otherwise, uh, I didn't write down the price, but I presume it'll probably be like 10 bucks. That's what usually cool. these things go for. But it's like this is this was probably the best exclusive Xbox game last year, and it's and like six what are yeah like six seven months later it just still yeah keeps getting yeah. better cool. yeah playground games They're doing good yeah they did a great we're job not worthy. If you haven't played it please play it oh it's my goodness good. it's so good uh, a couple more quick things because i know we we're running along on time here marvel versus capcom infinite Destiny. yes sir love fighting games i was looking for the price 1999 oh 20 okay yeah. well it sounds like you get a hell of a lot of content yeah for 20 bucks Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. People have been waiting presents. for this Marvel for a long time. It's out September 19th. So another another flag in the ground for uh, the We're going to take us for a ride. That's another reference to Marvel vs. Capcom. Okay. I was clapping to the table if you yeah. the microphone didn't pick it up. I wasn't doing anything weird. I'm going to put my hands up here now. So Marty's just yeah. waving his arms furiously under the table. What could he possibly be doing? I don't know where to put him. So they've had some new stuff lately. That We just had a new story trailer where it looks like you are not fighting your team members. You're actually going to fight a bunch of 
Ultron Sigmas. It was really cool to see Sigma from Mega Man X uh, show up in the Marvel vs. Capcom uh, universe. So the only thing is, I don't really know what to think about this game right now. I don't know if it's the marketing or what, but I haven't seen enough to get really hyped. Like, I remember the launch trailer. I was like, oh, that looks really cool. And then they just went pretty quiet. I think they just went it's silent totally for a fair. long time. They haven't told us a whole lot. Yeah. And then they show us this uh, this sort of interesting story story trailer. I love Marvel vs. Capcom, but like everybody wants Wolverine and Magneto, and they're probably not going to get those characters. So a lot of the fan favorites aren't going to be appearing. So I think they're going to get those characters. I think just Marvel is very smart with their marketing, and they're mm-hmm. putting the things they make all the money on, you know, foot forward like Rocket and this Marvel. And right. So to try Avengers. and grab people who haven't necessarily played these games before but love Marvel. Well, the rumor is no Wolverine, no Magneto, but I we'll see. Yeah. Don't think there's a world where that doesn't happen personally. Well, because of the like f- weird licensing with what exactly. Fox and exactly, it's, it's the weird licensing stuff. stuff. So the theory has been that they are solely going to or focus on putting Marvel characters in that are currently in the movies or have movies coming out. Uh, yeah. So I'm hoping that's not true and we do get our traditional roster. But uh, this one's coming out September 19th. We got the release date now. We know it's coming also in September. Uh, I'm still going to play it. I don't really know what else to say. I wish I could be more excited, but I'm just not. I'm, not I'm super right excited, now, so but not for any actual reason. Like I'm, I'm super excited because it's another Marvel vs. Capcom game, and I've loved mm-hmm. every single one of them. There's not been a MVC that I haven't enjoyed. Did you like Tatsunoku vs. Capcom? That one was pretty dope. I haven't played that. So that was on Wii, yeah. and uh, I think it was the first one to introduce like the three button thing mm-hmm. that they started doing with MVC three, and it, it was really really fun. You could actually be the uh, like the tank version from Lost Planet, but it would take oh. up two character slots, yeah, and that cool. was my favorite. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was really fun. It's also cool that this game was announced at PSX in December and is out in September. So that's a nine month turnaround. Like, more of that, please. Take it. I'm also worried because Street Fighter V kind of launched on rocky ground. I believe it's stabilized now. I hope that they've learned from that, basically. I would hope so. Exactly. I'm I'm hoping they learn from that and we don't run into the same problem. But I'm a little more cautious now. I feel like Capcom is one of those companies where everyone will come on here and we'll scold them. And then all of a sudden they'll release Resident Resident Evil Evil. 7 or or Disney Afternoon Collection. We'll come on here and be like, you did good, Capcom. Yeah. Capcom. Good good, good job, Capcom. Yeah, this is just one of those franchises that i'm gonna buy no matter what every time that it comes out uh so you know i have faith um i really love the speed of mvc that's one of the things like we oh, saw yeah. about you liking injustice i always find it slightly too slow because mm-hmm. most of my fighting game experience has been in mvc so it's like with even with street fighters like all these fighting games have been coming out i've just been waiting for a new mobless yeah, the, uh, the, the pacing of this is definitely different i love the aerial combat too yeah. and how you can like aerial combo combos. up 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 and around and people three. are bad at that game yeah. you can finish fights just with aerial combos like yeah. swapping just keep them in the air never do anything they just never <laughs> they don't know how to counter incredible. yeah it's great would you die or would you uh buy the game if amaterasu died in the opening cutscene yeah, but I'd probably cry a bunch. Yeah. I hope Matarasu's in yeah, it. It's like she was basically well, she was like my cheat character in three because you could just spam, and she's mm. really low, so you could just destroy people with her. She was she was a really good character. Yeah, she was great in three. Also, her uh, like ultra ability was freaking awesome. Like, I hope she's in it again. I, I wonder if we'll have someone from Resident Evil. I was glad to see. Well, Hulk. He, we, already know, yeah, we already Chris know. Redfield, Chris, yeah, we already know. Redfield's in that yeah. trailer, <laughs> alongside yeah, the, the oh. one uh, confirmed <laughs> so far: Ultron, Hulk, Thor, Hawkeye, Rocket, uh, Chun Li, Strider, Hero. Here, how do you say that? Here you. Here you. I think you got it right. Strider here, <laughs> and uh, Chris Redfield. Yeah, I believe the new re- reveals were Chris Strider, Rocket, Hawk. No, Thor. And yeah, but Hulk. I mean, if we'd get like Jack Ultron in Evil Seven. What if we get a Mudman from yeah. the basement Mudman? Oh, no, please, none of them. A bunch of bugs? No. Wait, wait, wait. Well, no. Also, uh, You're missing you... Iron Man, dude. No, well, this was from 
their press release. Oh, Iron Man passed away in the game. Him and Amrata. Yeah, so Rossi Iron Man's in there. Crash. Mega Man X is in there. We don't have all the characters. Uh, Alana, you got an confirm. exclusive on yeah. the collector's edition, right? Yeah, we. Uh, I mean, the collector's edition was announced yesterday, but we just got a bunch of exclusive photos this morning that'll be up on the site. Um, it's just like sort of close-ups on all of the characters, and they're really mm-hmm. gorgeous photos. Yeah, so. like statues that come with you. So these, the things with these is that the collector's edition of this, even if it wasn't a collector's edition of a game, I would want it anyway. Like these statues are so good that. I think as if you like those characters, it's worth getting them regardless of whether you usually get C's. Statues look really good. My favorite's uh, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Which is yours? It's Iron Man, well, Chun Li, probably Chun Li. But Mega the Man thing X is, you can. I think that you can have all of them as package. Is do they all come yes, together or yeah, they, they all come yeah. together? You get all four yeah. of them. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, it, it looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, and then finally this week, uh, Bandai Namco revealing a new game called Code Vein. Uh, an official release described it as, quote, a grueling action RPG that takes you on a journey across a massive interconnected world. Uh, it sounds right. super Dark Souls-y. Yeah, I mean, the Dark Souls genre is now a grueling action RPG. Yeah, uh, yeah even the tagline before, while they were teasing it, was prepare to dine. Uh, if it's anime vampire Dark Souls, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. Throw two words that don't belong together and then add Dark Souls at Pre- the end of it. Prepare to dine? Yeah, because they're vampires, vampires and they're dying on each other because vampires okay. do a good neck bite. I thought it was going to be a really weird uh, overcooked <laughs> sequel. Yeah, yeah. I could handle that too. Yeah, uh, and it, you know this this is an interesting play in, in just in that uh, it's it's Bandai Namco who publishes mm-hmm. Dark Souls, yeah. but mm-hmm. Dark Souls seems to be done for now. So Souls. this is probably their attempt to keep that keep that uh, keep that hype up. Yeah. What did we call it? Oh, grueling action RPG, RPG. boots yeah. on the ground adventure. Yeah. No, you, you, you did broke, it. Broke your vow. They got you, Marty. Purpose, though. <laughs> what did you do? Why are you doing that with dogfish? You're helping them. <laughs> I don't on? think she approves. What you're doing? Are you all right? Stop it. Get us out of here. That's a meme on the internet now. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. Uh, let's yeah. Let's move on to. By the way, I would love to tell you about Danger Zone, which is the Danger spiritual Zone. successor to Burnout, being made by the original creators of Burnout. And it's out next month. It's not coming to Xbox, though. What? Oh, PS4. So, what the hell? Uh, is that the golf game? No, the golf game was their first that game. This is the Burnout game. one. Yeah. Okay. It's called Danger Zone. It's it's just crash mode. That's it's right. not any of the, you know, it's unfortunate that all the other great modes that burn out, you know, Road Rage and great. Take Down and all that stuff, uh, not in there. But it's, it's it's just a bunch of crash junctions. Great. It's Unreal Engine I mean, 4. If you get it right, it's awesome because crash good, mode yeah. is my favorite part of Burnout. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. It's We're not getting it on next one. Yeah, so I, we, <laughs> well, I have a PS4. So. We, know Phil, we know Phil listens, so maybe uh, Phil – I'm sure Phil knows why, but I'm just voicing well, Unless – uh, well, a month from now, if the game's good, Phil do something. If the game's bad, now we good. I guess yeah. – so, let me yes, guess. Steam. It's on Steam. Yeah, yeah. That's where. <laughs> Are you on a war against Steam? <laughs> if it can come to Windows, it can come to Xbox. That's all I'm saying. It's true. Dodge a wrench. You, you wouldn't just put it on the Windows Store. That no, would... I know, I know. I'm just <laughs> why not? I'm Ryan? like, because <laughs> no one's ever opened that there. window. <laughs> that window sealed shut by paint. <laughs> I'm just disappointed it's not coming to Xbox. Yeah, it's just yeah. I I've, I talk about how much I love Burnout all the time, and this game finally gets formally announced because. Alex Ward's been teasing it for a while, and here it is, and it's out in a month. No Xbox version. That's mm-hmm. That's Switch version, too. Oh, Forget to everything. What about my phone? We're getting Mario Kart. We're not what getting we Mario get? Kart. Mario Kart is not coming to Xbox. I don't Switch. Switch. I'm going to confirm that Sorry. right now. <laughs> Mario Kart 8 Deluxe not you coming to Switch. Xbox One. Uh, hey, Alana. 
Sup? What can we spend our money on this week? This week on retail, we can get Sniper Ghost Warrior 3, Outlast Trinity for $40, and Lego Worlds for $30. Is Outlast Trinity the, include Outlast 2? Yeah, it's, it's one it's, whistleblower and two. Thank you. Yeah, Lucy wrote our review that I think is up on the site now. Yep, she liked it. It's yeah. spooky. Uh, digitally, we can get Little Nightmares for $35. This is supposed to be real good. I've I've never yeah. heard of this until like getting back from vacation, and now people are talking about it. Yeah, it's like a really cool. real messed up sort of Aesop's Fables kind of thing. And a little oh. like, limbo-y, inside as far as the gameplay goes. Mm-hmm. So uh, I want to check this out. Uh, it's got an 8.8 out of 10 on IGN.com. I've heard that website's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's eight point great. <laughs> uh, Siberia 3 for $50. Walking Dead Season 3 Episode 4 for $5. Which, once again, the Episode 4 Curse Strikes. Oh, oh really? Oh. Why does that keep happening to I, them? Maybe they do it on purpose. They probably shouldn't. Well, I, I think it's that they probably spend a long time, like Telltale would focus on Episodes 1 and 2, and then Episode 5. And then, like, 3, like, manages to be good. 4, they're like, eh. So there's this really good... Well, they're like, we need to fill all the gaps in really and get ready for 5. In, uh, Planet Terror, which is one half of Grindhouse, that Tarantino, uh, Robert Rodriguez mm-hmm. movie, where the it's a zombie movie. They have the first act, and then right when they're getting ready for the second act, the film reel burns out. And then when it comes back together, it's just the third act of the movie. And they're referencing, like, man, I can't believe we got out of there. (laughs) Totally, all episode four should be is at the end of episode three, next time. And then at the beginning of episode five, it's previously on. And just, there you go. (laughs) That sounds good. That sounds great. Storytelling. Um, Outlast 2 is $30. Halo Wars Definitive Edition is $20. City Skylines is $40. Supposed to be really good. It's a very good game. The game's awesome. I'm curious to see how it uh, plays on controller. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, Farming Simulator 15 Complete Edition is $50. What? Valhalla Hills. All that DLC, son. Was that 15 the year 15? Practice. Like 2015? It's truly complete now. It's several years after hey, 2015. It's the 15th. You know what? I don't actually know. I think it's the 15th game. Wow. I, a farming simulator for newcomers and fans of the series yeah, alike. <laughs> yeah. If you like farms, you're going to love this. Yeah. $50. I like simulators. Of farms? No, just general. Okay. Valhalla Hills Definitive Edition. Is forty dollars. Trying to think of a good John Deere pun joke, but I didn't do it. <laughs> when I was a didn't crappy teenager, uh, I I wore this John Deere shirt all the time because I thought it was cool that I was wearing a shirt of a tractor brand. And I just remembered that the other day because I saw someone else wearing that shirt. Was it was that also a, a girl who was like fifteen. I was yeah. like, what? What was I thinking? Explain to me what I was thinking. Like the idea you come up to her, you like cool. shake her, and you're like, so many like, bad things are going to happen to you. My sweet John Deere shirt. Like, why did I? I don't know. Alana, you have to come back with me. <laughs> what? What? Is it, did I screw something up? It's What's not. It's not you, Alana. It's your kids. <laughs> uh, anyway, Race the Sun is ten dollars, and Deformers is thirty dollars. Uh, I want to jump back to the Halo Wars Definitive Edition for yeah. twenty bucks. Wouldn't it be a better value to buy Halo Two? The like edition that comes with the uh, well, it, if it's been discounted by now, yeah, then yes. But if you maybe just bought the vanilla Halo Wars two, mm. pick this flavor. up for twenty. Uh, Man, I really liked Halo Wars two, well, but I want like, more. In a and I got the base no edition. Strawberry in there. No, no you're right. Fools. No one wants that. Just yeah. the vanilla and the chocolate. You're absolutely right. <laughs> right? Yeah. I like uh, strawberry. You have a daughter anyway. though. <laughs> what? How about your daughter? How does she feel about strawberry? Wait, that's not a girl thing. What, you, don't be sexist. You just mean why like would a young I, kid. Why would I feed her horrible ice cream? Yeah. She, good point. She gets, she gets, I wouldn't let my, the vanilla my kids. The vanilla or the chocolate. Why'd, 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 why'd you put a bunch of strawberry ice cream in your hair then? She doesn't get a lot of options. <laughs> uh, Marketplace. April Games of Gold. We have Rise, Son of Rome. You're running out of time, folks. April 1 to 30 on Xbox One. Walking Dead Season 2. April 16 to May 15 on Xbox One. Darksiders. You should absolutely get that. Well, you can't. It's over. April 1. <laughs> damn it, you can't. April 1 to 15. No! 
get it anyway. Assassin's Creed Revelations, April 16th to 30 on Xbox 360. And May's Games with Gold are going to be Guyana Sisters Twisted Dreams Director's Cut. I did not know how to say that. Isn't this good, Marty? Didn't you? Didn't you? Spell yeah, it's pretty well good. It's a sort of a. It started off as a Mario clone, but it's a pretty solid, colorful. Platform. I feel like it got sevens. Yeah, it sounds right. I totally would have said Gianna. <laughs> it is the Gianna sisters. Oh, is it? I just said Guyana. Yeah, it's. Oh, I thought you said it right. No, I'm an idiot. It doesn't matter. We're all idiots. That's the way I've had it. It's <laughs> our secret. Uh, that is the whole month of May on Xbox One. Lara Croft and the Temple of Osiris, which I actually really enjoyed. Um, May 16 to June 15 That's on Xbox the One. The sort of top down. Oh, up. Yeah. 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 It's like a puzzle game, yeah. Uh, Star Wars The Force Unleashed to May Uh, 1 to 15, Xbox 360 and Xbox One. And Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga on May 16 to May 31st on Xbox 360 and Xbox One. Star Wars hype. I don't like Force Unleashed 2 very much. Lego Star Wars, though. Hell yeah. I'd be curious to go back to Force Unleashed 1, which was great a while back, I think. And it was two, like, quite a few people didn't like. I'd be curious to go back to Lego Star Wars because that's, like, OG Lego games. See how much the environments have changed would be fascinating. I'm such a nerd about one. I made a DVD of the story. Really? I liked Force Unleashed 1 a lot. It really makes sense that you have the job that you have here. (laughs) (laughs) It really worked out. All right. Uh, Unlock block trivia. Now that I'm back, we can play again. We've got Destin in the lead at five points in yeah. 2017. Marty right behind at four points. Alana right in the mix as well, three points. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Uh, Chris Brody from Nova Scotia in Canada, whose gamer tag, if you'd like to add him on Xbox Live, is C Brody, but it's uh, CBR0DIE. So CBR0 zero die? die? What does it mean? Eternal. Chris! Ah. Anyway. Uh, he asks a question that actually, uh, this one stumped me. I would not have gotten this. What game got the first ever console patch on an Xbox platform? So got, it, it done got patched via Xbox Live. I have picked my answer. Unreal Championship, Mech Assault, Madden NFL 2002, or Halo 1? Uh, didn't, I didn't bring a pen in, so I guess we're on. I've chosen. Wrong, I'm, I'm not going to change it. Destin? Go ahead then. I was going to say Madden. Madden. Lana? I was also going to say Madden, but it's between that and Unreal Championship. I'm going to go see. I was also going to say Madden, but I don't like this whole thing of of agreeing with you guys. So I'm going to say Mech Assault because they spelled it wrong in the initial one and it was one S and they had to patch in the second S. (laughs) So not only did I give my answer, but I gave a reason why. I showed my work. Did somebody get it? I was really hoping that you were going to stick with Unreal Championship. (laughs) Nobody gets anything. Uh, uh, it was Unreal, Unreal Championship, huh? yeah. I always go with Madden because it released on both platforms. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, and it makes sense that a sports game would update its roster with some mm-hmm. weird tweak. What Except EA didn't come to Xbox Live till later. Oh, Remember, guys? Rip. Oh, NFL uh, Fever. I mean, <laughs> part of well, the and, chief voice slipping in. It was later. <laughs> like Halo, Halo. That's John's chief obvious. voice. Uh, what the interesting fact about Unreal Championship? It was a it was a straight port of Unreal Tournament uh, two thousand three or f- no no not four Un- the first Unreal Tournament I think mm-hmm. first or second one from PC I'm sorry I know you're <laughs> no 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 <laughs> no but no and then there was Unreal Championship two which was a totally original third person uh, action game for xbox that had a, a couple of mortal Kombat characters in it as i don't like, remember bonus. this what? <laughs> yeah <laughs> look it up mm-hmm. it's it was just yeah they it was just weird that they rebranded it they ported 
an Unreal Tournament game and rebranded it for Xbox. And then they made a sequel that was just a totally new thing. And it was third wow. person. It was a fun game. It was good. Didn't super take off, but yeah, good times. Interesting. Uh, that's actually, I remember, I think I met Rod Ferguson back on, back in those oh, days. Oh, when he was working at Epic. Was, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. <clears throat> All right. Uh, let's leave because we've been here too long. I've had diarrhea of the mouth. This. Oh, really glad. That was the best yeah. well placed of the mouth. <laughs> best well placed. Oh, okay. Yep. Done a lot of yapping. Was it the best placed mouth? Best placed so. mouth. Uh-huh. It was all just stored up on vacation. <laughs> well, glad to have you back. Yeah. Good to be back. Sorry about your diarrhea. <laughs> well, I got it out. It's done. You guys are my, my Pepto-Bismol. Oh. I guess. I drank you and you have cleansed me. Just in straight face, like, please get me out of here. Uh, Help. 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 <laughs> IGN.com slash Prime. If you'd like to give us $30, we'll give you a year of ad-free access to IGN as well as some betas, beta access and occasional free game. If that is a way you'd like to support us and enhance your IGN consumption experience, you can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Uh, the Peter Molyneux interview, uh, Unfiltered, is wrapped up. We've been serializing them, releasing them in parts. So all four parts are now on YouTube or IGN. And the f- just full, not split up into parts, audio version should be up on iTunes. If not by the time you hear this, then like this week for sure. That was a, It's like two hours because it, Peter does love to talk. And he doesn't talk to the press much anymore. Mm-hmm. So he had a lot to say. He shared a ton of amazing stories. So. Personal stuff too, yeah. Yeah, I would really encourage everybody to to take a listen to that. Good fable stories, good lion head stories. Connect. Uh, connect. He talks some some trizash about connect, if you know what I'm saying. That's what happens when you go on holidays. You come back and you're like, trizash. Yeah. <laughs> he went to the big island, yo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's the thing I want to plug. Alana? Uh, I'm working on next month's IGN first right now. I'm not going to tell you what it is yet, but um, we will have our first post up about that early next week. So yeah. keep an eye out for it. It's super exciting. Um, it's Batman. Yeah, it's Batman. Cool. Yeah, Batman colon the game. That's it. <laughs> um, they've never made one before. But yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. And I also, if you didn't already catch it, I wrote a preview of uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two after interviewing the developers at Celebration. So totally check that out. Um, I'm pretty excited about that game. Marty? Uh, <laughs> what do I do here? Oh, uh, by the time this is up, my review of What Remains of Edith Finch is up. Uh, that is not on Xbox, but it's on uh, PC and PS4. It's a uh, incredible magical realism walking simulator in the vein of Gone Home and Firewatch that is equally as good as those video you games. You are speaking my language my right now. And it's like a, it's like a hot 95 minutes. Great. Also, you got a promotion. I also got a promotion. Congratulations. Thank you. That means uh, everything. So Marty's an executive now. Yeah. So the fun thing to do is make fun of him for being an executive. You're like, oh, I'm going to go executive. Like as, as soon as like you guys went in here starting this, he's like, let me go be an executive about it. I'm like, all right, Marty. No. Did I say that? You absolutely did. I probably that. said that as a joke. You did. Sounds like you got a promotion too. Well, sort of. I don't know. You have a different title. You make more money. That's true. It's been <laughs> Sounds a, it's, like a promotion. It's been a good week. That's that's pretty much the dictionary definition. <laughs> well, I just swapped apartments though. I didn't. I was an associate editor, I'm now a video producer. So I, I, it's technically a promotion. Yep. All right. We're going with it. <laughs> it. Yeah, you're in the you first one. You want to pat yourselves <laughs> on the back anymore while we're here? Ryan's also great. 
I bought some new shirts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a new apartment. Yeah, she got a new apartment. Oh, congrats. It's already spent awesome. the cash. <laughs> yeah, spending that video producer cash. <laughs> Esten, what's going on in your life? <laughs> I don't know what camera to address, so I'll address the wide one. Uh, so this Thursday, April 27th, I'm going to be posting a bunch of Injustice 2 footage on IGN.com. They're messing with me in the back now. <laughs> if you like Injustice 2, be sure to check it out. Um what else do I have going on? Doing a bunch of E3 planning. If you like Destiny, be sure to check out Fireteam Chat. You can check it on YouTube.com slash Fireteam Chat. I stream there regularly. I also stream on Twitch.tv slash Destiny Channel. But if you See, like Destiny... you're all just about all that streaming. <laughs> if you like Destiny, uh, Fireteam Chat is definitely the place to uh, hit us up. We post Fireteam Chat every Friday at 5. And for Unlocked, if you like Unlocked, it actually helps us out a ton if you listen to the audio version, if you leave a review. Yeah. Oh, and also, oh. if you subscribe to the podcast yes. on the IGN Games channel, which is a feed where you get everything, we get everything. Uh, we're Stop sh- doing that. Shutting that down for a reason that's above our pay grade. Um, and You're so, an executive. You should so, know these things. It turns out, uh, no executive that several <laughs> levels. He's an executive too. He's been an executive oh. for a lot longer than I've. Uh, I'm just senior. Just uh, yeah, uh, subscribe to the to the shows individually. So if you if that's where you get you know unlocked and beyond and NBC and scoop, uh, just subscribe individually. Easy peasy. Also, check us out on YouTube.com slash IGN Unlocked. You do that as well. Alana's going to video produce some things. I am. I will video produce multiple productions in video format. Wait, now that you can do that, can we do the Duck Dynasty thing? I'm so excited about that thing. I can do that. Okay. Yeah, I can actually make the Duck Dynasty thing happen now. We're down to four listeners, so for everybody that's (laughs) left, uh, thanks everybody for watching, and we'll see you back here next week. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.